Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. We're getting to the end of the year. It's been a long slog for some of us, but, but we're getting there. I'm so glad you're joining us. You know, if you're looking for a new church on the Gold Coast, why don't you come and join us on a Sunday? We meet at 9.30 at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. We'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church. We preach the Word of God, and they're really the only two things you need to be looking for when you're looking for a new church. And we're also having Sunday afternoon meetings now at Yatala. So if you live around the Brisbane area or Logan or Beanley, come and join us at 3 p.m. Contact us for the details, and we'll let you know exactly where we're meeting. Join me now in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further. We pray this every time we meet because when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, this was his response. This was his model prayer. And it covers everything we need. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. This week we're continuing our series from the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a record of the evangelistic and the missionary activity of the early church. We need to proclaim the message that calls people to conversion and faith. If we want to be an Acts church, that's what we need to be doing. And great conversions from the book of Acts is the theme that we're working through. And today we're talking about a really good one. The conversion of Saul of Tarsus. The text we're concentrating on is Acts 9.6. It says, So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Scriptures we're working through are Acts 9, 1 through to 9. Let's read them together. If you've got your Bible, open it up. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever one you like. But it's always good to have your Bible with you. It talks about the Damascus Road and Saul's conversion. It says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. Saul was not a nice person. And he asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that he found anyone who were of the way, anyone who was a believer, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without any sight, and neither ate or drank. Wow. How would we go with that? If you've got your seed and you're ready to sow, let's pray for our offering this evening. 
We always pray for our offering because it, we believe that it's important that the offering is blessed. And it's blessed to actually do the work that the Lord has for it. Father, although we can never comprehend the glory of Christ's deity, we rejoice in you and that you have sent him to us. For the miracles he has performed, for the lessons he's taught us, and for the death he experienced for us, we are thankful, Lord. May this hour a spark of the divine be, be kindled in us. And Lord, may that spark tonight be fanned into the flames of love and compassion. And may Christ in us create a new zeal to share him with others through our lives and through our gifts. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray this evening. Amen. Amen. The conversion of sinners is always an experience to see. The person whose conversion experience is presented in this passage this evening was one of the most unlikely prospects for Christianity that was ever known to humankind. He was not only an unlikely prospect, but he also had one of the most dynamic conversions in all of history. And it turned out to be one of the most far-reaching conversions in the history of Christendom. His name was Saul. This experience will be presented this evening in three steps on that road to conversion. Join me as we go through them. The first one is a human soul, the first step, a human soul pushing in its own wrong course. Some of us have been there, I know. This is a picture of sin in the life of any unbeliever. Let's examine the life of Saul for, for some lessons today. He doubted that Jesus was the Messiah. So many people are like that. And his doubt drove him hard to stomp out the spread of the gospel. Maybe some of our politicians are in that situation. He was determined by persecuting Christians to drive all question of the possibility of Jesus being the Messiah. He didn't want any of it. His determination to persecute the Christians made bad matters even worse. Examine the human race and you will surely find a similar course of action. If you just have a look. 21st century people are guilty of pushing in the wrong direction. We can be, this, this, can, this can be seen in the self-indulgence of the world. That's the wrong direction. Unless you've been living under a rock the last couple of years, the world pushed in the wrong direction. They moved so far away from God, it's not even funny anymore. This is especially manifested in the use of drugs and alcohol, in the practice of illicit sex, and on the increasing emphasis on materialism. Human beings are going in the wrong direction, as seen and confirmed in unbelief and in rejection of Christ. The state of indecision and procrastination on the part of many is pulling them in the wrong direction. It's indecision, really. We have two choices for eternity, heaven or hell. There's no gray area in the middle. You're with Christ or you're not. The second thing here, the second step 
is the divine arrest of Saul's soul. The Lord really grabbed hold of him, didn't he? There are two ways to consider the confrontation that was Saul's soul. One way is the influence of previous experiences. Saul had seen Stephen stoned to death and heard him praying for those who were casting the stones. Saul was unable to forget what he saw and what he heard. This inevitably made a profound impression on him. A man with Saul's religious training had to be haunted by his conscience as he walked 225 kilometers down the road toward Damascus. Another way is the suddenness of the arrest or the confrontation. Jesus just showed up like that. The hand of God struck powerfully on the human heart. The same two ways that Saul's soul was arrested also work today. The same two ways. The Lord works at times suddenly, but more often, gradually. He works slowly through the lives of Christian people, like Sunday school teachers, like ministers, like, like our neighbours, like our friends. The Lord works at times in extraordinary ways. But usually it's in the ordinary. Occasionally someone will have a vision or some unusual, remarkable experience that will confront them. But more often than not, the words of a Christian witness, given in either a, a personal way or in a public address, are the means by which a person is saved. Let that sink in. Third thing this evening is the submission of the soul to the divine will. We have to make a choice. We can submit or not. And here is where the change is seen in Saul. Up until this submission, Saul had been doing what he liked, what he thought best, and what his will dictated. Don't we hear that so often in society now? I'm just going to do what I like. I'm going to do what I think is best. My will says that I should do that. Have we heard that? Perhaps some of us have actually said that ourselves. After the submission... Saul was told what to do. After your submission to Christ, he will tell you what to do. Four lessons on conversion can be found in Saul's experience. First, he was baptized. Baptism is to follow conversion. Second, he entered into fellowship with God's people. He went to church. All believers should be part of and identify with a local congregation of believers. Third, he began witnessing. A true mark of conversion, or the conversion experience, is to share the good news with others. It is the duty and the privilege of all believers to tell others about the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And fourth, he prepared for a life of ministry. To be a servant of God, Saul had to change his lifestyle. Everything was new and strange to him. Therefore, we had to spend some time in preparation, as we all should. And so it is with every believer of Christ. We all must be prepared. The task is overwhelming, but the Lord enables each one of us to do what he calls us to do. Believers must enroll in Bible study. They must participate in prayer meetings. They must engage in worship in order to prepare for a life of ministry. I can tell you now, without a shadow of a doubt, 
the people within Refinery Life Church that are seeing blessings flow and seeing God move are the ones that read their Bible, the ones that attend the prayer meetings, the ones that serve in church, the ones that are doing everything that is happening because God is leading them. They're the ones that are prepared for a life of ministry. and They're the ones that are seeing the blessings flow. As we finish up this evening, we've just taken a very quick look at the conversion experience of one of the greatest Christians of all time. Any of us who becomes a Christian must have a similar experience. My question to you is, do you know Christ as your Savior? If the answer is yes, and I pray that it is, start walking in what he's calling you to do. That means reading your Bible, attending prayer meetings, going to church, preaching the word, sharing the word with others. Also, I want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time, as I do every week. Because God's got so much more for us than just going to church a couple of times a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. We need to read it ourselves. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And if you allow Him, He'll make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You know that already, otherwise you probably wouldn't be watching or listening to this, but you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And this year, 2022, it's been, been a year of repentance and of blessings. We've seen that, but now we're stepping into a new year. 2023 is going to be a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. So everything that the devil has taken from you is coming back. But to get that, you need to get closer to God. You need to be walking in obedience to the Lord. So let me encourage you. If you want to see that restoration, you want to see that recovery, get close to God. And until next time, Stay in the blessings.